You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 217. We're continuing in the book of First Chronicles, really revisiting the story of David. And you notice in First Chronicles chapter 19, they describe the time of springtime, you know, the time of flowers, the Easter bunny, and the time that kings go to war. And if you remember the old stories of David, it was at that exact time he gets involved with a married man's wife, Beersheba, and the entire scandal that takes place. But you'll notice in First Chronicles, that entire situation is not talked about at all. In fact, David seems to be right there in the battle, as he defeats the Ammonites. And David and his men have some incredible victories, especially the return of Goliath's relatives. There are three more giants. One of these guys has 24 fingers and toes. But despite those victories, the devil steps in and trips David up. And he tells him to commit a terrible sin, a sin so bad, God punishes Israel and David, a sin so terrible that God kills 70,000 Israelites over it. So what is that sin exactly? Well, you'll have to stay with us to find out. And we're also continuing in the book of 1 Corinthians. Paul addresses the idea of wisdom. And although this letter was written over 2,000 years ago, it still applies today where people look at the smartest people and they see them as wise. And yet God takes people who are perhaps uneducated or unimportant to make those people seem foolish. In fact, no one should boast. The scriptures say that whoever boasts should boast only about the Lord. And Paul, I guess, was not the most eloquent of speakers. And so he addresses that issue straight away. But Paul wants to make sure the people see the power of the Holy Spirit and that it is the power of the Spirit that converts them and not Paul's way with words. It's not this incredible sermon that just changes everyone's hearts. Instead, it needs to be the Spirit of the Lord. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. 1 Chronicles chapter 19 The Ammonites shamed David's men. Nahash was king of the Ammonites. When he died, his son Hanun became the new king. David said, Nahash was kind to me, so I will be kind to his son. So David sent messengers to Hanun to tell him that he was sorry about his father's death. But when David's messengers arrived in the land of the Ammonites, the Ammonite leaders warned Hanun. They said, Do you think that David is really wanting to honor your father by sending these men to comfort you? No. David sent these men as spies to gather information about your land. 
He plans to attack and take it from you. So Hanun took David's messengers and shaved off their beards. Then he cut off their clothes at the hip and sent them away. The men were too ashamed to go home. When David heard what had happened, he sent them this message. Stay there in Jericho until your beards grow back. Then you can come home. The Ammonites saw that they had become hated enemies of David. Then Hanun and the Ammonites used 34,000 kilograms of silver to buy chariots and chariot drivers from northern Mesopotamia. They also got chariots and chariot drivers from the towns of Makkah and Zobah and Aram. The Ammonites bought 32,000 chariots. They also paid the king of Makkah and his army to come and help them. He and his army came and set up a camp near the town of Medeba. They were joined by the Ammonite troops who were called out of their towns to come and get ready for battle. When David heard about this, he sent Joab and his whole army of warriors to fight the Ammonites. The Ammonites came out and got ready for battle in front of the city gate. The kings who had come to help form a separate group and prepare to fight in the fields nearby. Joab saw that there were enemies in front of him and behind him, so he chose some of the best Israelite soldiers and lined them up for battle against the Arameans. He put the rest of the Israelite army under the command of his brother Abishai, who prepared them to fight against the Ammonites. Joab said to Abishai, If the Arameans are too strong for me, you come and help me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I will come and help you. Be strong. Let's fight bravely for our people and for the cities of our God. The Lord will do what he decides is right. When Joab and his men marched forward to attack, the Arameans ran away from them. And when the Ammonites saw that the Arameans were running away, they ran away from Abishai and went back into their city. Then Joab went back to Jerusalem. When the Arameans saw that Israel had defeated them, they sent messengers to call for more Aramean troops from the other side of the Euphrates River. Shapak, the commander of Hadadezer's army, led all these troops. When David heard about this, he gathered all the Israelite troops. He led them across the Jordan River and lined them up facing the Arameans. When David gave his troops the command to attack, the Arameans fought against them. But again, the Arameans ran away from the Israelites. David and his army killed 7,000 Aramean chariot drivers and 40,000 Aramean soldiers. They also killed Shaphak, the commander of the Aramean army. When the kings who were under Hadadezer's rule saw that Israel had defeated them, they made peace with David and became his servants. So the Arameans were not willing to help the Ammonites anymore. First Chronicles chapter 20 Joab destroys the Ammonites. In the spring, usual time for kings to go to war, Joab led the army of Israel out to battle while David stayed in Jerusalem. Joab led his army in attacks on the land of the Ammonites and destroyed many towns. When they came to Rabbah, they set up camp around the city and prepared their attack. They fought against Rabbah until they destroyed it. 
They even took the crown off their king's head. The crown weighed 34 kilograms. It was made of gold and had precious stones on it. His men put the crown on David's head. David also took many other valuable things out of the city. He forced the people who lived there to leave, and he put them to work using saws, iron picks, and axes. This is what he did with the people in all the Ammonite towns. Then David and his whole army went back to Jerusalem. Later, the Israelites went to war against the Philistines in Gezer. During the battle, Sebekai from Husha killed Sapai, one of the descendants of the giant Raphaites, and the Israelites defeated the Philistines. Another time, the Israelites were in a battle against the Philistines, and Elhanan son of Jair killed Lami, the brother of Goliath from Gath. Lami's spear was as big as a post. In another battle with the Philistines at Gath, they fought against a very large man who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. He had 24 fingers and toes in all. He also was a descendant of the giant Rephaites. He shouted insults and made fun of the Israelites. But Jonathan, the son of David's brother Shemaiah, killed this man. David and his men killed these three Philistine warriors who were descendants of the giant Rephaites from Gath. 1 Chronicles chapter 21 David sins by counting Israel. Satan caused trouble for the Israelites by making David want to find out how many warriors he had. So David said to Joab and the commanders of the army, Go and count all the Israelite troops from Beersheba to Dan. Then tell me, so that I will know how many there are. But Joab answered, May the Lord give you 100 times as many people as you have now, but uh, my Lord and King, they are all your servants. Why do you need to know how many troops there are? You will make all the Israelites guilty of sin. The King David refused to change his order, so Joab left and went through the whole land of Israel to count the troops. Then he returned to Jerusalem and told David how many troops there were. There were 1,100,000 men in Israel who could use a sword, and there were 470,000 in Judah. But Joab did not count the tribes of Levi and Benjamin because he totally disagreed with King David's order, and God was not pleased with what David had done, so he punished Israel. Then David said to God, I have committed a terrible sin by counting the Israelite troops. This was a foolish thing to do, but now I beg you to forgive me, your servant. Then the Lord said to Gad, David's seer, Go and tell David that this is what the Lord says. There are three ways you can be punished. Choose the one you want. So Gad went to David and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Choose the punishment you want. Do you want three years without enough food to feed your people? Or do you want three months of suffering, defeat, and destruction from the armies of your enemies? Or do you want three days of punishment from the Lord? This punishment 
will be a terrible disease spreading through the land and the angel of the Lord killing people everywhere in Israel. Uh, now, you must decide the answer you want me to give to the Lord, the one who sent me. David said to God, This is very upsetting. The Lord is very merciful, so let him punish me and not anyone else. So the Lord sent a terrible disease on Israel, and 70,000 people died. God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem, but when the Lord saw the angel preparing to destroy the city, he felt sorry for all the suffering. And he said to the angel who was destroying the people, Stop! That is enough! When the Lord said this, his angel was standing at the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord in the sky. The angel was holding his sword high, ready to strike Jerusalem. David and the leaders bowed their faces to the ground. They had put on rags to show their sorrow. David said to God, I am the one who sinned. I gave the order for the people to be counted. I did wrong. These people who obeyed me like sheep have done nothing wrong. Lord my God, let me and my family be the ones you punish. But stop this terrible disease that is killing your people. Then the angel of the Lord spoke to Gad. He said, Tell David to build an altar to honor the Lord on the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. When David heard this message from Gad, he went to do what the Lord had commanded. Aruna was threshing wheat with his four sons. He turned around and saw the angel there. His sons ran and hid. And Aruna saw King David coming towards him. He went and bowed down with his face to the ground in front of David. David said to Aruna, Let me buy your threshing floor so that I could build an altar on it to honor the Lord. Then people will stop dying from this terrible disease. I will pay you the full price for it. Aruna said to David, Take this thrashing floor, my lord and king. Do whatever you want with it. Look, I have cattle here that I will give you for the burnt offering, and there is wheat that you can have for the grain offering. You can also use the threshing boards as wood for the fire. I give it all to you. King David answered Aruna, No, I will pay you the full price. I will not take anything that is yours and give it to the Lord. I will not give offerings that cost me nothing. So David gave Aruna seven kilograms of gold for the threshing floor. Then David built an altar there to honor the Lord. And he offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He prayed, and the Lord answered him, by sending fire down from heaven that burned up the offering on the altar. And the Lord commanded the angel to put his sword back into its sheath. When David saw that the Lord had answered him on the threshing floor of Arun, he offered more sacrifices there. He offered sacrifices there because 
He could not go to the altar for burnt offerings that was with the Lord's holy tent. That altar and the tent that Moses had made in the desert were still at the place of worship in the town of Gibeon. And David could not go to Gibeon even to ask God what to do because he was afraid of the sword there that was held by the angel of the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to chapter 2, verse 5. God's power and wisdom. The teaching about the cross seems foolish to those who are on their way to destruction. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, as the scriptures say. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will confuse the understanding of the intelligent. So what does this say about the philosopher, the law expert, or anyone in this world who is skilled at making clever arguments? God has made the wisdom of the world look foolish. Yes, God in his wisdom decided that the world would never find him through its own wisdom. So he used the message that sounds foolish to save those who believe it. The Jews ask for miraculous signs and the Greeks want wisdom. But this is the message we tell everyone. Christ was killed on a cross. This message is a problem for Jews and to other people. It, it is nonsense. But for the people God has chosen, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is God's power and wisdom. Even the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. Even the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, God chose you to be his. Now think about that. Not many of you were wise in the way the world judges wisdom. Not many of you had great influence. And not many of you came from important families. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. And God chose what the world thinks is not important, what the world hates and thinks is nothing. He chose these to destroy what the world thinks is important. God did this so that no one can stand before him and boast about anything. It is God who has made you part of Christ Jesus. And Christ has become for us wisdom from God. He is the reason we are right with God and have been made holy. Christ is the one who set us free from sin. So, as the scriptures say, whoever boasts should boast only about the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I told you God's message. But I did not use fancy words or great wisdom. I decided that while I was with you, I would forget about everything except Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. When I came to you, I was weak and shook with fear. My teaching and my speaking were not with wise words that persuade people, but the proof of my teaching was the power that the Spirit gives. I did this so that your faith would be in God's power, not in human wisdom. Psalm chapter 91 verses 1 through 8. You can go to God most high to hide. You can go to God all-powerful for protection. I say to the Lord, You are my place of safety. 
my fortress. My God, I trust in you. God will save you from hidden dangers and deadly diseases. You can go to him for protection. He will cover you with his wings. You can trust him to surround and protect you like a shield. You will have nothing to fear at night and no need to be afraid of enemy arrows during the day. You will have no fear of diseases that come in the dark or terrible suffering that comes at noon. A thousand people may fall dead at your side or 10,000 right beside you, but nothing bad will happen to you. All you have to do is walk and you will see that the wicked are punished. Thank you, everyone. That was day 217. Join us for day 218. We're continuing in the book of 1 Chronicles. You'll hear about David making plans for the Lord's temple. And you'll learn how the Levites work in the temple, including all of their names, such as the Gershon family group, the Kohath family group, Merari family group, and you'll learn about all the work that the Levites did to take care of the holy tent and the holy place. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.